Welcome to Your Thought Life Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Anderson. If you haven't already, please subscribe and follow the podcast so you don't miss any episodes as they are released on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And if you're on a platform that supports it, please leave us a rating and review. Thank you so much for the support of the show. Building self-confidence is our topic for today. I want you more than anything to have self-confidence that is literally off the charts. I would like for you to have a level of empowerment through self-confidence that makes you or places you in a position where you can do anything that you set out to do. I want you to have self-confidence such that when you think about something that historically has been challenging for you or someone that you know very intimately, and when you consider doing that thing, that task, or whatever it may be, you see it as being incredibly achievable. You see it as being something that is well within your grasp, and you don't have anything on the inside of you that holds you back. This is the essence of real self-confidence, self-confidence that propels you to a new level. For us to really have an appreciation for this, we should, as we typically do, gain an appreciation for what is self-confidence. And then we'll pivot from there to what low or no self-confidence looks like. And then as usual, we will teach you or share with you today things that you can do to stir up your self-confidence, enhance it, and get it to a point where it's serving you instead of disserving you. Self-confidence, in a nutshell, family, what this is, is the belief in yourself, the belief in your ability, the value that you place on you and the potential that you have already resident in you in the form of gifts and talents and skills. You have to understand the role of self-confidence so that you can see how it plays out in your personal and in your professional endeavors. When I used to walk on stage, I walked on the stage without self-confidence. It was like I exuded that energy to my audience and immediately, somehow, some way, they picked up on it and they were turned off by it. Let's take it a tear down. If you're networking and you come into a large group of people, you want to create a relationship with someone. You want to spark some new friendships if you come into the room if you come into that conversation ultra nervous with low self-confidence you're going to give off that vibe if this person is beyond that place moreover if this individual is at a point where they no longer have an appreciation for people that are in the beginning stages of building their self-confidence They're going to dismiss you as not being worthy of their friendship. This is an unfortunate truth that I had to realize and that I had to live through. So today, 
in the subsequent sections, we're going to deal with that exclusively. But before we move into low or no self-confidence, I want you to understand this. Recognizing the impact of self-confidence on relationships and decision-making and how it impacts our well-being is very important. We're going to lay out for you in just a few moments a plethora of information. It won't be bulletized today. We just want to share with you openly things that would really equate to low or no self-confidence as well as other items where we can start to reverse the effects of low or no confidence. So let's jump into low or no confidence. Your past experiences are going to play a part in you having low or no confidence. Negative experiences, failures, criticism, rejection, all of these are going to come together and put within you doubt. And any time that you have doubt in yourself, in your qualities, in your capabilities, that's going to create pause, right? You have doubt and then you have indecision. And these two guys are cousins. We want to make sure that we construct our lives and ourselves through self-development to be free and clear of both of them because they are going to attach themselves exclusively to our past and they're going to replay those sort of like clockwork. If they're good, thumbs up. If they're not good, thumbs down. And we find ourselves in this place where we have low or no self-confidence. Comparisons and societal pressures is another area that we have to be mindful of. Constantly comparing yourselves to others, seeing social media or the media and all of the unrealistic things that are playing out as we see these things going on around us. I think it's perfectly fine, family, for us to have standards, but those standards have to be realistic and it's unrealistic for us to look at social media and all the things that are going on there in little snippets and snapshots with small video trailers and conclude that we're somehow lacking because our posts don't look like that because our lives don't have that appearance. Truth be told, the vast majority of the people that you see on those posts don't have that life either. They're faking it until they make it. The next area for us to consider is our childhood. I've told you in numerous podcasts that how we are reared has a direct impact on our psyche, on our psychology, our patterns, our beliefs, and our behaviors. If you're like me and you started out real rocky with trauma, with scarcity in a single parent home. These things are very, very difficult to overcome once they have been written to the subconscious. They also aid in this horrible scenario we call limiting beliefs. 
Limiting beliefs and limiting thoughts do just as they sound. They limit what you think you can do. And that has a direct impact on your level of confidence. And that's why it fits nicely into this section called low or no confidence. Persistent negative talk reinforces all of the things that we've already talked about. The upbringing, the comparisons, the social pressures, our past experiences. We have to be mindful of these things as they're taking place subconsciously day to day in our lives. With respect to self-talk, when we internalize negative feedback, it creates a dynamic where because it's our own voice, it's easily written to the subconscious. I often tell clients, I say, we have to be careful with what we say, especially aloud. Like when I have a thought that's not pure, I never say it, family. I never, ever say it because if I say it, then I hear myself saying it. It's like a dual entry and I don't want that. And I don't want that for you either. As you're speaking to yourself and you have these negative self conversations going on, you have ants running through your head. I want you to speak the opposite. Don't say what you're hearing on the inside of you. If you're going to say something aloud, speak the opposite. And now let's talk about perfectionism and the fear of failure. How many of us have had to deal with that? How many of us have seen people that we love and adore go through this? They're always striving for this perfect state, right? Where the fear of making a mistake is ultra high. Well, let's suppose the fear plays out. I didn't think I could do it and I don't do it. There is going to be a tremendous amount of emotional energy tied to that, what they're going to say, failure. And that's going to continue to feed this notion of low or no self-esteem. I want you to consider leaving behind from this day forward, perfectionistic characteristics and the fear of failure because these usher in anxiety and self-doubt and they lead directly again to low self-confidence. Last one being the lack of skills or knowledge. I feel like this one is one that's low-hanging fruit. Maybe you have insufficient competencies, knowledge, or skills in a particular area. Certainly, if you don't get the skills, it's going to undermine your self-confidence. I think that's very obvious. I feel like it's low-hanging fruit because this one seems incredibly easy for us to go fix. And perhaps I'm just fortunate that if I feel myself being in a place where I don't know what I need to know, I just instinctively will go to Google and type in a good set of keywords and I'll be delivered 
content that I can quickly come up to speed in any given area. Or if it's a little more than that and it requires me to really get my hands dirty, so to speak, let's say it's in the weeds, right? It's super technical. Then I'll just go watch a couple of videos on YouTube. Then Shazam, that learning gap has been filled. Know that a prolonged period of time where you lack skills and knowledge is going to be a contributing factor. We talked about six of them. Past experiences, comparisons and societal pressures, childhood upbringing, negative self-talk, perfectionism and fear of failure, and then lack of skills and knowledge. I submit that self-confidence is a dynamic trait that can fluctuate throughout our lives. But understanding the underlying factors that we just talked about that contribute to a low self-confidence or no self-confidence is crucial for us to address. If you did nothing more at this point, if you had to break, right, because you're out of time, maybe you're at the job now, maybe you're at your destination or maybe you're done cleaning however you enjoy the show if you will just deal with your past stop doing comparison alleviate yourself of social pressures work through your childhood scenarios stop the negative talk by speaking the opposite and forgiving yourself and loving yourself exercising restraint with respect to perfectionism Coming to understand that the fear of failure is self-imposed and we don't have to live that way any longer. Fears and failure is not final. And if we would just police up the areas of our lives where we're not as sharp and smart as we'd like to with a little bit of time, all of these things will eventually start to fade away. And as these issues fade away, family... So does our low to no self-confidence. And if it's low to no, it only has one other trajectory, which is upward. But here's some other things that you can do. You can explore self-awareness and self-acceptance. When you're working in a model that says, I'm going to start becoming aware of how I feel what I'm doing, and why. This is going to open up for you new avenues, a different way of thinking, so that you can become very self-aware of the things that are going on inside of you that impact what you want to do outside of you. Be self-aware. Be self-accepting. Don't put too much on yourself that you can't bear. Consider building a supportive mindset. How do you do that? You do that by changing how you speak to yourself. Instead of saying whatever comes to your mind and accepting that as fact, we challenge those things. We're coming from a glass half full. We're reframing negative thoughts and we're making them different we're changing how we think on a day-to-day basis from negative to positive 
We're not looking at failures as final. We're not looking at setbacks as the end. We're looking at both of those merely as learning opportunities. Then we take on this attitude of morning routine where we do visualizations, incorporate affirmations to enforce the areas that we've identified that we want to come up a little higher. Then let's cultivate competence. Earlier, I talked to you about entering onto the stage to give a talk and not feeling self-confident. One of the ways that you can quickly gain an edge there is by knowing your information. There was a good friend of mine who doesn't know that he's a mentor of mine, but he is. And he told me one time, he said, Mike, whenever I get on stage, whenever I'm going to do a talk, I know exactly what I'm going to say. Now, that requires a tremendous amount of discipline and rigor. I had not ever done that. I associated myself real well with my slides, but I didn't know my content cold until he told me that. And I started to practice that and I learned techniques over time where it didn't matter if the projector stopped working, I could keep right on going, no impact to the audience. When you build in competence, that's going to give you automatically a heightened sense of self-confidence that you're going to be able to leverage as you move forward with whatever endeavor you have that you are pursuing. Create for yourself a nurturing and supportive environment. You have to surround yourself with positivity and supportive individuals that understand where you are in this stage of your life. They are like-minded people who are on the same pathway, who can act as encouragement, who can act as accountability partners who can pull you up by your bootstraps if you find yourself in a situation where you can't do that on your own. This is the essence of a nurturing support environment. You may have to have a mentor. Perhaps you need a coach, right? Or maybe you've got role models that you can look at to gain insights. Whatever the case may be, whatever the model looks like, you desperately need this in the time of need. And then finally, I want to talk with you about self-care. Self-care is one of the most overlooked areas in our lives. And yet, it serves a purpose that is tremendous in our ability to regenerate, to recuperate, and to gain access to the faculties necessary for us to feel good about ourselves. What's it look like when you have good self-care? We did an entire episode on this specific topic, but let me give you a bit of a recap. You need healthy habits in your life. You need exercise. You need proper nutrition. You need quality rest. You need to have good work-life balance. You need to have you time 
where you can really sit down and go through all of the areas of your life, make sense of those, chart those or document those that are not up to par and start putting strategies and plans together to deal with those. If you're in high stress scenarios, you need to remove yourself from those high stress environments or alternatively, you need to develop a mindset that does not allow your work to impact your person and then practice compassion. We're too hard on ourselves. We push ourselves way too hard and we don't give ourselves enough credit. Let's stop doing that immediately. Family, these are some things that will literally in short order create a set of circumstances for you that are favorable to allow you to apply self-confidence in various aspects of your life to create the types of changes that you want to experience and to help you get out of a state where you're either in no or low self-confidence and provide the confidence that you need to get stuff done. Unlocking self-confidence is a key to getting things done. It unleashes our potential. Overcoming things like self-doubt and embracing growth and some of the other elements that we've talked about here in the latter section of this podcast. I want you to celebrate each of your achievements. Take the time to work on yourself. The biggest obstacle to what it is that you desire is probably within your mental mindset. Increasing the level of self-confidence you have will allow you over time to tear down barriers that have held you and put you in the driver's seat destined for whatever you have that will make you happy, that will make you the person that you desire to be, that will get you the outcomes that you desire. And that's going to conclude our episode for today. Thank you for your time and attention. Do share this podcast on your Instagram stories and tag me on IG at your thought life y-o-r thought life no spaces leave a comment i want to remind you that you are enough you can do it and you are uniquely equipped to realize your goals until next time take care and be safe